Welcome to Classical Music, The Stories. Everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Classical Music, The Stories. This week, we're going for a completely different style altogether um, from any of the other weeks so far. And that is, we're now in the land of jazz. Um, but it's the kind of jazz which I think is acceptable to talk about on a classical music podcast. Um, and the reason for that is because it comes from a classical beginning. The composer, and that is George Gershwin, who many of you will have heard for many different things. He's uh, he's famous throughout um, because of what he's written, not just in the classical world, but in the um, the other music worlds as well. Um, but this man composed jazz for orchestra. And there isn't very many of them out there. When it comes to big ensembles in jazz, usually it's a big band. Um, but this this man, George Gershwin, wrote for orchestra. And the piece I've chosen is from his opera, um, Porgy and Bess, which is also unbelievably well known. Um, Porgy and Bess uh, tells the story of a crippled beggar um, whose name is Porgy, living in Charleston. And uh, he spends um, the opera trying to save um, Bess from the hands of her possessive and evil lover, Crown, and the drug dealer, Sport in Life. That's his name, I swear, Sport in Life. And uh, a great love and bond forms between these two people. And um, it's a wonderful story. And uh, I, I think it was, I'm just trying to think, I think it was probably the last opera I went to see. I went to see it in cinemas. It was being broadcast from the Met. Um, and I think it was the last one I went to see before lockdown happened. And that was really, really, truly amazing. Porgy and Bess, I mean, it's well known and it's got all these fantastic songs in it that everyone knows as well. For example, the one that comes to mind is Summertime, which is um, the opening of the opera. It's a lullaby being sung to a baby by Clara, who's a resident in Charleston, the street where Porgy lives. There's also I Got Plenty O' Nothing, which is um, Porgy's jovial upbeat tune about how he may not have nothing he may, he may he may have nothing but he still he still feels he owns everything um because of that because he knows nothing he sees the stars and thinks why i mean the rich people don't have these do they they don't look up and look at the stars they're too busy looking at their money i can look at the stars and think they belong to me i think it's a lovely tune then of course you have it ain't necessarily so which is 
satirical piece um, being sung by the drug dealer Sporting Knife. Yes, that is his name. Um, and it's all about how about how he doubts um, all the fundamental principles of Christianity are completely incorrect. It's quite something. Um, George Gershwin, as I said, wrote the music. Um, the man who wrote the words, um, that is the libretto, um, his, man, his name was Dubos Hayward. And he's quite important in the Porgy and Best story because he wrote the story, um, essentially. He wrote the book, the novel, called Porgy. Um, and it was George who went to him in 1925 and asked him about, about maybe turning it into a musical piece. And Hayward apparently was absolutely on for it. I should mention it wasn't just um, Dubose who wrote it, it was also his wife Dorothy, the two of them wrote it together. <clears throat> and um, another um, person involved in the making of Porgy and Bess was um, George Gershwin's older brother, um, Ira Gershwin, or Israel. Israel was his full name, but people called him Ira. And um, he wrote the lyrics, which I suppose is the same as Libretto. They shared that, I think, Dubose and Ira. Um, we know for sure that Dubose composed the words to Summertime, but we know that Ira composed the words to It Ain't Necessarily So. So they kind of shared it in that way. Lyrics are quite interesting in Porgy and Bess, and that's because they're spelt out phonetically of how it would have been said back in 1925 um, in kind of the more um, dodgy areas of uh, America. Um, I mean, if you were to look up the words of um, some of these songs, it's like it's all, um, hardly any of it is spelled actually correctly. It's spelled phonetically how the actors and singers are supposed to say it. I think that's really interesting. Um, the relationship between George and Ira, they were unbelievably close. George was two years younger than Ira, George being born in 1898 and Ira being born in 1896. And they were very, very close. Um, in fact, one person said when the Gershwins teamed up to write songs for Lady Be Good, that was one of the Broadway musicals they wrote together, when they teamed up to write songs for that, um, the American musical found its native idiom. The two of them, I think, it can say, safely said they had an incredible relationship. Um, the first performance um, of Porgy and Bess um, happened in 1935 which is 10 years after the original idea. But he, um, George Gershwin had only really begun work on it um, in 1933, when he moved to the, um, the country, the country, um, the way out in the west of America. Meanwhile, Ira stayed behind in New York and wrote lyrics for it. And um, it was there, he, it, took, it took him two years and eventually performed for the first time on September 30th, 1935 in Boston. And from there it moved instantly to Broadway. Um, the first performance ever, this is, I, I was looking around for some information and I found this and I, I really like this um, fact. That is, the person playing Bess for the first time was Anne Brown. She was 20 years old. She was the first African-American vocalist to be admitted to the Juilliard. Um, and the original version um, of Porgy and Bess, Bess wasn't really as ma a main character. It was called Porgy, um, the opera, because that was the name of Dubose's book. Um, and the original version, Bess was just a secondary character. He didn't have very much to do, but it took one rehearsal 
And Gershwin was mighty impressed with her. She, he just, he adored her voice and thought she was a, a wonderful performer. And he changed quite a lot of it drastically um, and then invited her to lunch. Um, just before um, the very first um, performance to the public, he invited her to lunch and he said to her, I want you to know, Miss Brown, that henceforth and forever after, George Gershwin's opera will be known as Porgy and Bess. I really, really like that. I think if I were to be told that by the composer, that what I had done had made him change the name of uh, of the um, the opera and change the music to make it fit um, that person more, fit me more, I would be immensely chuffed. And she was. And I think it's interesting to think that had she not maybe performed this for the, um, for the first time, then it wouldn't be called Porgy and Bess. It would probably still be called Porgy. Um, it was the cast, the first performance, the cast was only African-American singers, which for 1935, I have to commend them. That is, it was daring, it was brave for sure. Uh, and they did encounter a lot of segregation and racism throughout um, the whole process. They got 124 performances and each one there was a mob outside the theatre um, protesting about it. But they continued and I think that deserves a huge amount of credit. Um, it got 124 performances, as I said, but it didn't make it beyond that. It was kind of shelved for a while. It, it made it around Europe and uh, other places, um, but um, in America it um, became relatively quiet until 1976 when it um, was performed at the Houston Grand Opera, and that's where it took off. That's where it became a massive thing. Um, the first London performance this is another um, brilliant anecdote that I really like. The first London performance was in 1953. Um, Leontine Price, who's one of the finest, um, or was one of the finest sopranos, she's not dead, but she does, she's, not, she's not singing anymore, I don't think. Leontine Price as Bess, and then William Warfield as Porgy. And this is a lovely little um, side note. They married, um, that's where they met, the two of them, and um, they married during... Um, during the show's residency at the Stahl Theatre in London. Um, Gershwin had a really awful and horrifically short finish, and that was in 1937. He was 39 years old and he died of a brain tumour. And his brother, Ira, being as close as they were, he was absolutely distraught, and he didn't write another word for anything for three years because he was so 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 very sad and grieving for his brother um, but he did continue after that and he lived for a long time he lived into the 1980s um, and even after Porgy and Bess had been rediscovered by America um, I haven't actually mentioned what the piece is I mean I told you it's Porgy and Bess I just haven't told you what it's called um, this is Bess you is my woman now I'd say probably a couple of you would have recognised it um, this is, I mean, in every single opera where love is um, a thing, um, which is every, every single opera, um, there's always the I love you and you love me and we're all happy um, aria or song where um, both the, uh, the, the two lovers sing together about how much they love each other. Um, and this is that one. This is um, Porgy and Bess both singing in each other's happiness. Bess, you is my woman now. It's I think it's so such a beautiful thing because Porgy, like he's 
he's um, he's a really fascinating character in that he's he's always kind of been the underdog because of his disabilities, and then he comes across Bess, and uh, it's just lovely to see how incredibly happy he is. And the opera is uh, it's tragic and it's funny and it's beautiful and I love everything about it. Um, it's such a wonderful piece of music and a wonderful story. And I do recommend if you get a chance, um, you should go and see it. It is um, absolutely brilliant. And if not, then just listen to the the important ones. That is summertime. I got plenty of nothing, and it ain't necessarily so. So anyway, that is Porgy and Bess. Um, more specifically, Bess, you is my woman now. So that brings us to the end of another episode of Classical Music, The Stories. Um, I'll be taking a week off, um, but don't worry, I will be back after Easter. I'm just going to take a little break. Um, you'll now hear the full best you is my woman now. It's, I, it's just, it's so, so beautiful. Um, the artist, artists being in the role of Porgy, Eric Owens, in the role of Bess, Angel Blue. Um, with the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra conducted by David Robert, Robertson. David Robertson conducting the Met Opera Orchestra. There it is. Um, thank you very much for listening. As always, you can find me on all the socials. That is Instagram at classicalmusic underscore insta. I'm on Facebook and, of course, Gmail. Classicalmusicthestories at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you all after the Easter break. Thank you.